Hey, what's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love back on your screen and your speakers one more time. And welcome to another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I speak with a sister out of New Jersey. Man, she's dope with it. Check out this interview we did right now. What's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love back on your screen and your speakers one more time with another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I'm speaking with a sister out of New Jersey. Her name, Kalia Black. And yo, this lady here has music on movies, TV shows, everywhere. And of course, all streaming platforms. So without further ado, Kalia Black. How's it going, Kalia Black? How you been? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for good. coming through. Of course, of course. What have you been up to? Well, I've been writing. Um, I have a couple of things in the works. Uh, per, as far as music goes that I am excited to share, but I can't share at the moment, but I've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of recording and, you know, I have my own home studio set up. So that enables me to just, when I get some free time from being mom and wife and all that, I can come in here and put my music down and do what I need to do. So always staying busy though. Oh, uh, speaking of wife, I, I just want to say hello to the husband. <laughs> Good meeting you, sir. I'm pretty sure you must be a really good man because you're married to one dope artist. Oh, yes, Black. he is. Yes, he is. Very supportive. He's got a wife that's a superstar. That is amazing, dude. <laughs> when did you realize you had a passion for music? Um, well, I grew up in church, of course. And there would be well, like when I would see younger people singing or, you know, younger soloists, I always wanted to do what they were doing. And on top of that, my grandmother, I spent a lot of time with her. You know, she was like very social. She always had like card games at her house. She always had friends over. She was always feeding people, uh, feeding people that didn't have and bringing them in her house. But, and then she would always be playing music on what, what we call the record player. A <laughs> record player always had like the oldies and stuff. So she introduced me to music through that. You know, we would be singing around the house, dancing a Motown. And like that feeling I had doing that, I was like, I, this is this is what I feel like I need to do or what I want to do. That's dope, man. Well, yeah. I'm glad you chose music as a conduit because you are dope with it. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you something. But look, you check is in the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is this. When I first heard one of your songs, because the guy who's promoting you, his name is DJ M. Breeds. And when I saw your song, I was like, okay, if DJ M. Breeze is promoting her, then she must be dope. And then I started listening to you. And then I was like, oh, my God. He's, he's, been, he's been great. He's been very supportive with my music as well. Definitely. Who are your greatest influences? Okay, so I'm from New Jersey. So my number one, my Jersey girl, Whitney Houston. I love Whitney Houston. And vocally, I feel like there's not anybody that really has been able to replicate what she does or what she did. Uh, growing up, I had a Whitney Houston VHS tape and it had four songs on it. 
It had, what was it? How Will I Know, The Greatest Love of All, Saving All My Love for You, and um, You Give Good Love. And I will watch, as a kid, I will watch those four videos over and over and over again. And I always wanted to be like Whitney. So Whitney Houston, my second one, maybe surprising, Smokey Robinson. I feel like Smokey is one of the greatest songwriters. Um, love what he did at Motown. His songs were very em emotive. So he made you feel, I think when he wrote, you felt the words. That's the type of songwriter I, I try to be. So he's definitely an influence. Sade, Alicia Keys, all those guys. That's dope, man. You mentioned some heavy hitters in them Ooh, in the yes. list of artists you just name dropped. Yes, definitely. Whitney Houston's always been one of my favorite artists, but I think my all-time favorite, Michael Jackson, has to oh, be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His showmanship is like everything about Michael. Like I feel like he's he is almost like goes without saying. Like everyone would strive uh, as an artist would try to strive to be that level of a performer <laughs> that reached that bar. But um, MJ is definitely, definitely the king. When you're not in the studio making music, what do you do? I work full time. Um, I'm work like a man manager level. I work for um, a luxury goods company. I'm not going to say which one, but I work there full time. I'm a mother of two, wife. So when I'm not doing music, I try to be kind of locked in with my family and my kids because I don't want them to miss any quality time with me because I'm so driven when it comes to music. I have to consciously say, all right, I'm putting this aside. It's time to go watch TV with the kids or go do something with the kids and spend quality time with them. So my free time is with family. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you juggle all that stuff you full-time mom you're a full-time employee you have a husband full-time how yeah. do you do it without pulling your hair out I, there were times where I said I'm, I'm not going to do music I'm, a, I'm just going to stop you know because it gets it can get frustrating and discouraging when you're really trying to do something and you don't see any movement and you don't see anything happening and you're like well there's nothing happening here I'm taking valuable time away from my family and my kids that I could be spending. And, but I, I always have to kind of like remind myself to not do that. Like even, I don't, you remember Blue Magic? Oh, I love Blue Magic. So I was pregnant with my first son, very pregnant, like eight months or so. And my godfather, who I will tell you about after this, he was somehow able to connect me to, um, was it Ted Mills, the, the lead singer? who was looking for background singers to go out and do shows with him. Wow. And I could have possibly been one of those, but because I was visibly pregnant, you know, I wasn't able to do, do that at the time. But so it seemed like there's always little things that, that come up that I, that I wasn't able to take advantage of for whatever reason or another. But, you know, I just try to keep myself encouraged and going back to my godfather, he knew me like he's been in my life. He was in my life since I was like two years old and him and my dad were best friends. And he always pushed me because uh, he knew I liked to sing. He knew I had a talent for music. And so he got me into piano lessons. He got me on like there was a, the teacher had a two year waiting list. He talked me up to the front of the waiting list. I don't know how he had to get forget. He got me on um, 
into piano lessons. He would walk up and down the streets of New York, passing out demos. And, you know, he, he got me into my first studio session. And his belief in me was so strong to the point, even sometimes I would be annoyed. Like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, what you do today? You're going to, you're writing, you're singing. And I'm like, please, you know, give me a break. <laughs> but he went to American Idol audition with me. You know, he sat there for hours and hours and hours. Like we were there from like five in the morning until six. P- I didn't get a chance to go until like 6 p.m. He sat there with me. And so he passed away um, 2015. And so I'm not going to get choked up. He passed away in 2015. So when I find myself getting to a place where I want to give up, I kind of remember him. And I'm like, I'm not, I got to do this. If I'm not going to do it for myself, I got to do it for him. Because a lot of his time and energy was spent in pushing me and he would want me to make it. Seems to me that all of these opportunities you get are from a higher power or at least from a different dimension. And your godfather always seems to pull these strings for you, even when you don't think it's working. But he pulls these strings for you, even though life is happening over here. He's over here saying, well, you know what? I'm going to pull these strings because I want her to have these opportunities just in case she's able to do it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's dope. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the song Tired that you have. Yes. Can you lead us into it? Tell us about this song. So Tired came about, um, it was shortly after George Floyd was murdered and there were a lot of protests and everything going on countrywide. Uh, there was a, a platform that had called for songs to express you know, what was going on at the time. And so I wrote that song for that reason. And when I was writing it, I kind of got emotional as I was writing it, you know, writing down the lyrics and kind of like pulling out what I was feeling. Because it, it seemed like when everything was going on, it was hard to pinpoint how you feel at the moment. But when I was actually able to put it down, like in one of the lyrics, I said, freedom that rings is not ringing for me. You know, it, it just it seems like we are never really a part of the picture. You know, we it, it's just is very it hits hard because I have sons and I have little you know, boys that are, that may look like a threat to people as they get older. And so that's, it just kind of, everything was just like hitting home for me. And so that song, me being able to get out, you know, what I was feeling in the second verse, I said, well, my grandfather couldn't drink from the fountain. My grandfather grew up in segregated South, you know, where they were sharecropping out there. So he lived through that time. I, I remember he, he would tell me, you know, different things that he experienced coming up in, uh, from South Carolina. So a lot the, the lyrics were very real for me. So I really do um, feel that that song was kind of therapeutic in the moment. Yeah, my, my family is from South Carolina, my father's yeah. side. And my father would tell me stories about when he was younger and he was a kid and he was playing with a young white kid. And he said that his mother came to him and it was like, get away from that boy, get away from that boy. And my father didn't mm-hmm. understand what was going on. You know, and my father even told me stories about how he had to drink from a different water fountain because Crazy. he's black, you know, and, and, yeah. and this was just in the 1940s right. and the 50s. Not that long ago. Yeah, it's in uh, our lifetime or yeah. in our, our 
elder's lifetime. It's not such such a thing that was so distant away to where it's unfathomable that there could still be remnants of that left today, you know. It's still remnants. Now, I hear a lot of Caucasians say, oh, United States is not a racist country. I could have been fooled by that, sir. But, hey, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I just feel that the United States needs to, you know, get into reality, wake up a little bit and know that, you know, who built this country? Black people, black men and women built this country. Black men and women died for this country. Black men and women were forced to this country. Black men and women were killed. They were bringing them to this country. Yeah, we thrive. Yeah, we still thrive. But yet we still here. Oh, and then you feed us scraps. Then you feed us scraps thinking, oh, this is nasty stuff. We don't know what to do with it. We're going to give it to the slaves. And what did they do? They turned chitlins into a household staple. Now, speaking of that, I don't know if you've um, you've seen it. There's a series on Netflix called High on the Hog where a journalist goes to Africa and into the area where it was a place where slaves were being exported and they had to like walk this long journey. And he's like, he's standing in the place where all the slaves had to journey through. And also like how the different cuisines in Africa, how it's similar to how we cook now. And it's just, and how, again, like you said, we were given scraps and we made, we made miracles out of the scraps. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting show. You should check it out when you have time. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Without further ado, folks, I'm going to play a snippet of the song Tired from Kalia Black. And you, too, can also check it out on your time. You can go to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, check out some of her videos. YouTube Music, Pandora, Deezer, and my favorite spot, iHeartRadio. If it's streaming, Kalia Black is right in the middle of it. So make sure you go ahead and tap into Kalia Black. Right now, without further ado, this is Tired by Kalia Black. Uh, Yo, this is Kalia Black, y'all. Wow. Oh, my God. Y'all got to go in and tap in, y'all. Go on, press play. My God, that was so beautiful. Every time I hear your songs, they make my heart skip a beat. <laughs> yo, I just could not stop. Yo, every time I, yo, listen, your music is addictive. That's what it is. That is what it is. Well, your music <laughs> is addictive and people have to listen to it over and over and over. Because every time they hear your song, it's like, man, I didn't hear this the last time I heard, just heard this song. Right. It's like everybody goes back in and hears something different. Every time they hear your song, like you can press play three or five thousand times and you always hear something different come out of Khalid Black. But that song right there, Tired, that is beautiful. And now I know why you're into singing. Thank you, God Pops, for looking out for Kalia. Thank you for pushing her, man. God bless the dead. I just want to thank you where you're at for seeing something in Kalia that we didn't know yet. And now that she's here, she has arrived and she's getting better every time she drops a song. You would be proud of her to see just how far she has come. I want to say thank you for your sacrificing your time to see that Kalia Black has what she needs 
from her heroes and her icons. Thank you. Thank you, God Pops. Much love to you. Tell us some of your experiences you've had since you've been making music. Oh, man. Um, Had had the good, the bad, the ugly. One experience, okay, I will, one experience, uh, there are a lot of scams out there. And so there was a person contacted me, said that he was from a specific record label, a very notable record label. He even went so far as to change his email to where it might look like he was a part of the record label. And he said, if you give me, I forgot what the amount was, it was like $2,500 or something, I can hook it up. And bring you out, you and someone else, uh, airfare, hotel, and you can perform on stage with the Migos. This is when the Migos first came out. And I, for a minute, because when when you're so like um, focused on something, when someone presents a little slither to you, you are tempted to take it without really like stepping back and thinking about like, is this legit? So I had someone that... um, uh, a, a friend of mine, he's uh, the editor of a, one of one of the very one of the magazines. He looked into it for me. He was like, "Yeah, this doesn't sound right. It's not, you know." And I asked somebody else, that's a, a producer that my godfather introduced me to. I said, "Does this sound right to you?" He was like, "You know, that don't sound right." So it turned it was a scam. He now he doesn't belong to the record label. Basically, he's trying to get you to give him his give him your money and. Because I thought about it, I'm like, why am I giving you money to book me airfare and flight? Like, I could do that on my own. <laughs> What's, why would I need to do that? So there's a lot of things like that. People prey on the artists that are very passionate about music. They prey on them and hoping that they can take advantage and exploit it somehow. So I have had situations like that. But those type of situations have made me a little more... Um, a little less naive when it comes to people in the music industry and people pretending to be in the music industry. Uh, I, I take everything at face. Don't actually, I don't take things at face value. I'm always looking like, what's the angle? Like what, what is the end game? What are you getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? You know, I even had a situation with a, a former, former manager where I signed a contract. This is, this was like 10 years ago or so, a little more than 10 years ago. I signed a contract with her didn't really pay attention to the terms of the contract. You know, the, the contract was like renewing every two years, but that's that's done with. But she never did anything that a manager would do, you know. So it's just like being careful and doing your homework and and not falling for the okie doke. You mean to tell me this chick had you sign a contract with her and she didn't do nothing? Nothing. Nothing that she said she did. You should be a household name by now. That's how dope you are. And any manager that is on their job would have saw to it that that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because I see you're a hard worker. You're a perfectionist. You always study your craft. You do whatever it is you have to do as an artist to make yourself presentable and make yourself ready for when that day comes when you get somebody to call you and say, hey, Kalia, right. I need you to get on this stage. This is how much I got. Are you willing to take? And that's that's just the way it is, man. You should get paid for your job. You should get paid to go to work. And what you do is a career. It's a career move. You shouldn't pay nobody to get on stage. You're the one that needs to get paid. So if anybody says to you, Kalia, 
I need you to pay me $500 to get on my stage. You can tell him to go suck no, an you. egg. <laughs> Yeah, and nicely put. Yeah, definitely. You know, so those are some of the um, the negative things, but there has been positives. And I feel like through networking, I met people uh, and in groups of individuals that have helped me along and whether it was advice or, you know, helping me to meet other people that I still am in contact with today. And I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. So if I'm meeting somebody, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe God put them in my path for a reason. You know, I may not know what it is right now, but it it could be something in the future. So um, I just feel like God is looking out for me. He puts me where I need to be. He puts me in the front of people I need to be in front of. And I'm learning to trust that whatever he has for me is for me. You know, I can't get sidetracked on what other people are doing or or how other people are making it faster than me. I'm, I, I used to get kind of like bogged down by that type of stuff. But it's like, you know what? What's mine is mine. So and, I, and if I have to wait a little longer to get it, then I wait. You know what? I'm going to say this is that you don't have to rush to make beautiful music. You just yeah. have to make beautiful music. Right. You can take your time. You don't even, you know what? You can make a song every day of the week and not release it. You can hold on to it for the next 35, 40 years. Yeah. And it'll still be good music because your music is timeless. You make music that everybody can enjoy. I mean, everyone. And for those folks that can't enjoy a song from Kalia Black, it must mean you don't like good music. It must mean... <laughs> You don't know good music. And as MC Andrew Love, I'm kind of sure, if you will, of good music. I can say that Kalia Black's music is some of the best I've ever heard. And I can say with, without the shadow of a doubt that if Kalia Black is given the chance to entertain you on a main stage, she's going to leave you there with your jaw dropped like, wow. Yes. Yes. Matter of fact, when you go tap in, folks, you're going to say, damn, MC Andrew Love, you did it again. You told me to go tap into Clear Black and I did. And guess what? She's dope. Just like Aww. you said she would be. And of course, folks, you know, I'm right. I can see talent a mile away. I can. And man, I see you, Clear Black. You I are one you. amazing artist. God bless you. And I thank God that you decided to, that's what you were going to do, make music, and you're making beautiful music at that. Kudos. Shout out goes to you, Kalia Black. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. Do you have any advice for the youngins that are coming up that want to do what you're doing? Oh, I have. Yeah, I do. Um, Number one, like I said, networking. Um, I feel like a a lot of people maybe focused on getting to, you know, I need Beyonce to hear my stuff or I need Kanye or, or like, I need those people to hear my stuff that they ignore the people that are at their level. So the best thing I feel like is networking with people who are artists like you, you know, that you guys can help each other. You know, maybe you do a feature for them or they do a feature for you 
Or, you know, what, what if they pop off and then they say, oh, I remember that artist I worked with two years ago when neither one of us were doing anything. Let me bring them in. Um, also, networking with people, not just the major artists, but network with the people who made the songs, you know, look for the songwriters, look to see who produced the songs, look to see who the music supervisors are for your favorite shows. You know, those, when you want, when you see the credits in the shows, you know, a lot of times I pause the credits when I see music supervisor and I look at them and I try to see, okay, maybe they're looking for music, you know, always try to figure out where you can tap in at. Uh, your opening may not be where you think it is. And so always be, always be open to kind of like pivot your vision, you know, for your, for your career. So you may want to be, you know, a rapper, but, and that could very well be in your, in the cards for you, but you may not be a rapper within the next five years for, for the next one or two years, you may go the songwriting route first, or you may even, you know, become an extra on a couple of movies first that could lead you to becoming a rapper. So you don't know what path can lead you to becoming what you're trying to be. So be open to doing something else in the meantime. That is definitely, and also when you do find people to network with, don't just put, hey, check out my video in a hundred people's DMs. That doesn't do anything but annoy people. You know, actually try to foster a real relationship with people, you know, and, and don't use people. You know, like if you're going to if you're going to try to reach out, be genuine, you know, you see what you can offer that person. It's not all about what that person is going to get you like, see how you can be of use to somebody else and then help the relationship grow that way. So those are some nuggets I've learned along the way. But yeah, that mass DM thing that that like I'm not even in the industry and I get those. And that annoys me. Like, I'm like, you didn't even say, hey, how you doing? Hey, check out my SoundCloud. I don't even know who you are. (laughs) I don't do anything but delete. uh, I'm not interested. I get that, too, on my DMs, but on my other inbox that I don't get to see. And then I do see it, and I see who left me a message in the other inbox. And like, was it like the request or something? Most of it is spam. Majority yeah. of it is spam, but there are very few times I get those artists and say, hey, MC, how do I get on your show? I like those. I like those messages. Those messages make my day. <laughs> but what I like is an artist that follows me, but doesn't say anything. They just follow me. Right. And, and then I'm like, OK, it's my, support. it's my job to find out who this person is and why they follow. Me. Yep. And though I check them out and then I'm like, oh, they follow me because they like what I'm doing. And yeah. I, I'm going to follow them because I like what they're doing. Right. And it's like a genuine relationship building. It's not just, you know, let me see how I can use him to get me on the show and blah, blah. You know, that's the whole, that's the wrong way to go about stuff. Definitely. Yeah, yeah it is. So people course, can see through that. Yeah. Do you have any burning desires? My burning desire, it sounds corny, <laughs> but it's just, it's music. I remember, like, I feel like I have to do music. I have to do this. This has to happen. Um, I've put so many hours and days and years in this to the point where if it doesn't happen, it would have been a waste of a waste of so much time and energy. You know, I remember going to a concert out here in Atlantic City, and it was an R&B concert. 
with a lot of big artists. My friend and I ended up being able to go backstage as luck would have it. We ended up being able to get backstage and I was able to watch most of the concert from backstage. So I was watching the audience watch the artists and watching the audience, how like they were just looking at the artists and, and how the artist was affecting the audience. Like you can see it. And I'm like, the energy that was just on that stage, I was like, this is like, I need, this is what I need to do. Like, I need to do this. Even if I'm not the front person, even if I'm just on in the background or I'm doing something on the side, you know, I need to be in music. I remember even in college, I wanted to major in music. And my family was like, uh, that may not be a, a stable major. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do PR because that would enable me to somehow work, possibly still work in music. You know, I did my internship at Virgin Records and just being there, I was like, wow, like I need, this is what I need to be around. And so my brand desire is to be around music and to be able to do it for a living and have that living help to create uh, stability and a legacy for my kids to where they don't have to struggle. They don't have to worry about, you know, paycheck to paycheck. I don't want my kids growing up worrying that way. I want them to be able to like, to have a, a stable and, and good life. So I think that my, my burning desires are kind of interconnected, you know, yeah, I want to be in music, but I want to be in music, not only because it's my passion, right? Not, not only because it's my passion, but I know that passion can be something that could benefit my, my family and their kids and their kids. So that is it. You keep singing the way you're singing and you're going to benefit your kids big time because okay. you're singing, your, your delivery is polished, man. Just the way you bring okay. a lyric, just the way you bring a vocal is amazing. It's really amazing. I am so taken aback by the professionalism in your, in your delivery and, and how you've worked hard. I can tell you worked hard. I hear it when you bring, when, when you emote. I love your music, man. I'm a big fan of yours, probably for the rest of my life. Likewise. Likewise. Well, I, I know you're saying that to be nice. And it's no, cool. seriously. No, I feel like as the ind as independent artists, when you have people like yourself that's bringing us on and, and putting us out there, you don't have to do that. You could be focusing on the bigger fish, you know, but I feel like you are genuinely trying to give a platform to people like myself who may not otherwise have anyone that would have noticed or even, you know, even bothered to listen to the music. So I appreciate, definitely appreciate you and appreciate everything that you're doing. And I want to encourage you to keep going, keep doing it. You know, you, you never know who you're helping and, and who's, who you're impacting. So, yeah, I like to help people that I know they got a gift of song because music is what I love. Music is my passion as well. Yeah. And I, but I'm also passionate about human beings, people. And as long as you're doing something positive, even if a person is a, a airplane pilot, I still find that really cool. I would interview an airplane pilot. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, man. I went to a hotel today to check on their prices because I want to put together a little showcase for my wife because her birthday's coming up. Oh, and awesome. I met I met a brother who is an airplane pilot. And I looked at him and I said, yo, that is amazing. 
How many people can say they're living their dream job? You being a pilot, that was your dream job, and now you're doing it? That's amazing. I would interview you on my podcast immediately just for letting the kids know that you can live your dreams. All you got to do is just do it. Yep. Apply yourself. (sighs) America. America, it is I, MC Andrew Love. This is Let's Chat and Jam. This is my special guest, Kalia Black. And this lady here hails from New Jersey. She's one of the dopest artists I have ever met. She's very passionate with her gift, and she's looking to change the world with the way she brings a lyric. And I'll tell you something, folks. I really believe that can happen. All you have to do is tap in. Give her a little jingle on Spotify. Press play. Let her know that you're listening because Kalia Black is amazing. And one thing I love about her music is she's got music for everyone. Everybody in the, in the, that loves music, I recommend tap into Kalia Black because her music is top shelf. It is top notch. Kalia Black, you are the shiznit. Thank you. But yeah, uh, I'm really cool. It's really cool to see you out here doing what you're doing because you're really good at what you do. And I'm glad you don't give up. I'm glad you don't quit. I'm glad that you keep going for it because there's going to be one day where your number is going to be called and you're going to be asked to maybe become a, what do you call, a support specialist. That's what they call openers now, support specialist. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Fancy. Yeah, it's fancy. Yeah, You are a support specialist for this artist. Yeah. And so they call them (laughs) openers. That's what they call openers. And you're going to be there. You're going to do that. And it's going to be in front of somebody really big and huge. It's going to give you a fan base that you can't get rid of. Because once people get hear you, like you, your fans that you got now, like were like me, they heard you that one time and they're like, oh, my God, I'm, 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 I'm a fan. And it's like, and you're going to be your fan. And it's like, all you need is a thousand of them, a thousand fans and you pay for life. Thank you for coming through the show. I really do appreciate your time. And since you've been here for the first time, you have now become part of the Let's Chat and Jam fan, which means you don't have to wait for me to call you up and say, hey, Kalia, can you come to the show? You can call me and say, hey, MC, I got something to talk about. I got a new song. Matter of fact, I got a new movie coming out and I want to promote it on your show. And I'm going to look at my calendar, dig it out, and I'm going to say, deal, you in the show. That's how easy it is to get Love on it. my show when you're part of the Let's Chat and Jam fan. Love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank I'm going to you, you for, up on that, too. Uh, I know you will, man. I know you will. And thank you for coming through. I do appreciate the time. And I hope that you stay safe out there in New Jersey, whatever you do. And everybody else, y'all stay safe. And just remember, if you have a dream, go ahead and go for it. Because nothing can stand in your way but yourself. And nothing beats a failure but a try. Peace out, folks. Thanks for watching, and if you like what you saw, please subscribe to the channel. Also, like and share the content, as well as hit the notification icon so you don't miss any A Conversation With series right here on Let's Chat and Jam.